Great job. Come on. We are truly blessed to have some great children and young people in our church. Thank you guys so much for what you have done this morning. Amen. Thank you, Miss. Thank you, Miss Kathy, for leading them. We are we're blessed to have a multi-talented secretary, singer, director, uh, SWAT leader, and so many other things. Thank you so much, Kathy. You are such a blessing. Amen. Amen. Well, the message has been given, so I won't be long, but I am so thankful and honored that you are here this morning. Good to have Brother Jolly and his family with us up from Florida. I've known these folks for about 14 years, roundabout. Uh, Cynthia, so good to see you, and that grandchild, Lord, I don't know that I've ever met him before. Wow. And I know it's great to have other family members with us this morning. Good to see you, Mr. Mike Keeble, and your family. Appreciate you guys being here. Uh, good to see Christina and Lily with us this morning. I think I said that correctly. But uh, if you're visiting with us this morning, we want you to know that we are so thankful you're here. I mean, I wondered why Justin was being haved this morning. He was just so attentive and and. And then I found out his mother and dad was here, so so thankful you're here. You know, the kids shared with us a beautiful message. And it's a message that really shouldn't be just spoken at Christmas time. It's something that we should meditate on quite often, daily, if we think about the Lord Jesus Christ. And what comes to my mind is the fact that He is the light of of the world it says in John chapter 8 and 12 and again Jesus spoke to them saying I am the light of the world whoever follows me will not walk in darkness but will have the light of life isn't that powerful John 3 19 through 21 says this is the judgment that the light has come into the world and men love the darkness rather than the light for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light to, for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But he who practices the truth comes to the light so that his deeds may be manifested and having been wrought in God. Love this passage here in 1 John chapter 1, verse 5-7. through 7 says, This is the message we have heard from him and announced to you. That God is light, and in Him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him, and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He Himself is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all of our sins. When I think about Jesus, I think about that light reflecting. And when I think about what that light means to us. The light is revealing, right? Now, how many of you ever played hide-and-go-seek before? Some of you guys are still playing hide-and-go-seek. <laughs> but you don't go and hide in the bright room where everybody can see you because 
You're not very, very hidden. You don't wear bright, colorful Christmas suits. Because <laughs> everybody can see you. Bill, you look good. <laughs> but we hide in dark places because we don't want people to see what's really out there. But when we hide, but when we find the light of the world, we find something that might be intimidating because it searches the deep things of us. Sometimes we don't like to see those deep things. But in that revelation, we find something great. We find the fact that there's healing in the light. Aren't you glad there's healing in the light? Amen. Glad to see you here, brother. Getting stir-crazy, ain't you? You know, when I... They say that statistically in darker places, places that don't, the sun doesn't shine as prevalent, that in that demographic, people actually are more depressed. In those areas, not only are people more depressed, but also the suicide rate is higher in those areas. Because the reality is, is everybody needs Jesus. Everybody needs the light. It could be the S-U-N, but we also need the S-O-N. Amen? We need the light of the world to shine. Because we need that revelation so that we can gain healing. And yes, it might be intimidating to to recognize that when we shine the light into our hidden places, there might be some cobwebs. There might be some roaches, if you will, hidden in the dark places of your life. But praise God, when we find the light of the world, it shines the light in those places so that we can clean them up. In Kim's parents' cabin or house now, before it was an old cabin, and in the, in the upstairs area there was a closet that when she was a little girl, they played in and, and would go and hide in. And, but I remember, you know, when, when we met, we were checking out this cabin in this one room. We opened it up, and, and, and it's got wallpaper and all this stuff in there. And I was thinking, oh, that's cute, you know, but you had to do it in like this because it was so small. And when you turn the light on, I was like, oh my goodness, how in the world did you hide it? I'm scared to death to go in this room. Spiders and, you know, I'm like, oh Lord. You know, kids are brave, aren't they? <laughs> They're not aware of all those things. But when we turn the light on, we're able to cleanse and clean and clear out and prepare. But not only does the light bring revelation and the light bring healing, the light brings direction. For the Word of God says in Psalms 119 105, says, Your Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We need the light of Jesus to guide us. Because the reality is, is that no matter how good we think we are, without Jesus, we don't have the direction. For it is Him who directs our path. It's Him who orders our steps. 
For the Bible says the steps of a righteous one is ordered by God. And if we're not allowing the Word of God to lead us, then we lose sight of the steps that we're going to take. Let me tell you something, folks. If you're trying to live for Jesus without Him, it will never work. You might have a beautiful religious life. It might be difficult. And you might wonder, how in the world can anybody live for Jesus? Well, let me tell you, if you're living in religion, it will be that way. But if you're living with the Christ, then there is hope. Because He's the hope of glory. He's the one that shines the light on our path. He's the Word. 1 John 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was anything made that was made. In Him, come on, somebody say that, in Him. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. When you are living in Him, and you're walking in Him, and that light is reflecting in you, then the darkness can't overcome it. But if you're living in yourself thinking that you are reflecting the light, when you step away from the light, you become dim. Ask Lucifer about all that. Because he was in the throne room, reflecting the light of God. But when he stepped away, it became darkness. The Bible tells us that our eye is the lamp of the body. And if it is healthy or clear, it says, how great is that light? But if it is, if it is unhealthy and unclear, how great is that darkness? I pray this morning that we would recognize that He is the light of the world. And that light gives, that light gives us life. That life gives us hope. Have you, how many have ever said the term, I see the light at the end of the tunnel? Come on. Some of you this morning are saying, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm going to make it. I love splunking, caving. I probably am less likely as the older I get to enjoy it because of the claustrophobic. <laughs> but, you know, but I used to love splunking. I don't care how hard the cave is or how deep it is or how skinny it is or how far I have to crawl love it but in the back of those caves you cut out the light it's so dark you can't even see your hand in front of your face it's it's overwhelming because if you stay in that long enough that they say that you literally go blind because you can't see but just one flicker of light, just one candle, just one match lit seems to brighten the whole atmosphere, seems to change everything because it brings hope to us. It allows us to see what well, Jesus is the one that allows us to see. Our ushers are going to come at this moment. And they're going to distribute candles, all right? They look like candles. Just play along with us, okay? I'm not sure if they're Pentecostal candles because they really don't burn. But they do light up. 
we're trying to save somebody's hair or somebody's dress or somebody's floor, carpet. I'm going to go back and read John 8 and 12 one more time as they are passing these out. And Jesus said, spoke again, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. How many of you want life this morning? How many are looking for that life? Well, you know, we, we, we've promoted a slogan, a mission or vision, if you will, is that everybody needs Jesus. That's not derogatory. It's not a sleight of hand to say, you need Jesus and we don't. It is the simple fact that everybody needs Jesus. We all need Jesus. We all need this light to shine in us. We all need the presence of the Lord to be with us every single day. Amen? Amen. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 and 16, it says, You are the light of the world. Can you just point to somebody and say, You're the light of the world. Point to somebody else and say, You too. (laughs) You're the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Hallelujah. I didn't get one of those. Give me that. Can't play with those. I hope you guys have a a Jesus-filled, not a cliche, but a true Jesus-filled Christmas time over the next week that you really allow the presence of God to show up. I know that we love ripping the paper off of the gifts as my dog goes and hides. We love ripping the paper off the gifts. We love the gleaning faces of children as they see these things that we've hidden so long in our closets or wherever. Those are precious moments. Those are wonderful times. But I pray and ask that you would take the time to be the light of the world. That this message that these children have given us this morning will be something that that you get an opportunity to open your word and read as a family together. Reflect on that message because it is that love that transforms us. Because Jesus is the light of the world. But he has pointed at you and says, you are the light of the world. Another passage tells us that, he says, while I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. 
Well, guess what? We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And as the temple of the Holy Spirit, He resides in us. And therefore, let us not put our candle. Can you turn them on? Can we cut those lights? Let us not put them under a bushel, a basket, but let it shine. Let it shine. Light, light of the world, you stepped out into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see beauty that made this heart adore you. Hope of a life spent with you. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. King of all days, oh so highly exalted, glorious in heaven. 